Okay. All right. Are we good to go? Yeah, I'm good. Y'all good? Gorgeous. Yeah. Let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Generation the Podcast, the audio companion to the HBO Max original series, Generation. I'm Gigi Good, Master of Disguise. Oh, that's a new one. Mm-hmm. And I'm Wembley Sewell, Editor-in-Chief of Them. Today, we're talking to Zelda Barnes, co-creator of Generation, and Yuli Schlesinger, who stars as Nathan. First up, Episode three. Gigi, what were the highlights for you? Diva, I listen, we are on episode three so far, and I feel like every time we talk about this, every episode I'm saying this is going to be one of the most important overarching themes of an episode, and I have a feeling that's only going to continue. There is just so much in this episode that I feel needs to be talked about and needs to be normalized. And we will get further into that as we talk to Yuli and Zelda a bit more. But this episode literally had everything you need to be wrapped in. It had, it really, it had the action, it had the drama, it had the knight in shining armor coming to save the day. Like, let's, let's just get into it. What did you think? I'm going to start with something a little bit lighter, if you will. I, I simply love the fact that we're exploring three very different experiences of getting quote unquote toasted. <laughs> that is the title of the episode after all. Yes. So I just, I just really enjoyed the simple pleasure of watching that all unravel, which it brings you know, me back. Iconic. <laughs> So, I mean, should we spark up some conversation? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and start with our main girl Zelda. Hello yes, Zelda, hi. welcome back. Thank you. And you too, Yuli. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah, thank you guys. All right. So, because we have you here Zelda and of course Yuli who plays Nathan, Let's talk about bisexuality. Yes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> My favorite topic. Yes. Same. Coming out. And I'm saying that with big air quotes for those who can't see me because... Obviously, coming out is something that is always changing, something that is so intimately one's own. So here we go, coming out. Nathan's coming out is probably unlike any other I have ever seen. And when Gigi said that there was drama, she was not joking around. Girl. Zelda, first I need to know, and I am praying about this answer. Was your coming out as dramatic as Nathan's? Definitely not. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I wish I had had my jumping off a boat moment. Um, but no, right. I, I came out in a letter home from summer camp. I realized I liked girls when I was 14, and then a year later, I had kind of, I, I thought I might be a lesbian for a little bit, and then I realized I was bi, and at that point, I decided I should probably let my parents know, and actually, my dad had been asking if I was a lesbian for a couple months at that point, so I was like, <laughs> it's time that I tell him what's really going on. So yeah, I was at summer camp, and I wrote a letter to my parents, basically about summer camp. And then at the very end, I was like, also, I'm bi. Love Zelda. And they wrote back and they just like made fun of me for their whole letter. And it's like having gay parents, they can, it's so nice for them to be able to joke about it. And I know that they're not serious. It's just, it was great. It was a lot of fun, but I did not get to jump off a boat. So <sighs> I know. So disappointing. A metaphor of <laughs> jumping off a boat. Exactly. <laughs> calmer waters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But let's play that clip because it is one that needs to be heard. Please. 
just, just one more sec, because what I'm trying to say to Naomi is, is that I never meant to hurt you, and I know that sounds completely ridiculous, because in theory I should have thought of that before I hooked up with your boyfriend, but sometimes life is just a day late and a dollar short. Um, to clarify, I, 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 I also like girls. Y'all, my God. I mean, like, the amount of just, like, I can't tell you how much I was just stress sweating watching that whole scene go down. It's, like, just so, literally, like, full spiraling. What on earth was happening in the writer's room for this episode, for this scene, you know? Like, I, I just, I have to know. Absolutely. This scene was so much fun to write. And one of the very, very early versions of this scene was actually one of our audition scenes um, for Nathan. Um, So we had kind of, we had actually initially put this scene in the pilot, which was really, you know, starting with a bang. It kind of, it's obviously evolved so much and we wanted to kind of keep that like boat like stealing the show of the wedding and coming out moment um and it's obviously evolved a lot since then the kind of situation has changed everything leading up to it has changed the speech itself has changed a lot but it was definitely something we talked about in the writer's room it was a lot of fun just thinking about the way that he's trying to apologize to his sister and he's high and he's like so stressed (laughs) with all these people in front of him and it just comes out so wrong and i love that shot too on the back of his head where you can see all these people who he kind of does doesn't know that he's just told this huge secret to and then Naomi of course is very thrilled with it yes that I mean it was so much fun to watch and I'm sure Yuli it was so much fun to film but when you're in the writer's room and talking about that proper representation for a bi character I want to know what your thought process is Absolutely. I mean, I think specifically with bi men, I think bi men and bi boys are ignored so much in media. And I think that we really wanted to make sure that for this character, bisexuality was not just a stepping stone towards gay. And for this character, bisexuality wasn't just an experiment. It was his actual identity. So we wanted to keep that really strong. And with all our other bi characters, too. I mean, some of them aren't necessarily bi, some of them are fluid and don't want to put a label on it, but we definitely have a lot of characters who experience attraction in different ways and have more fluid sexualities than just straight or gay. And I know so many kids who don't want to put a label on their sexuality but are attracted to all genders, and I know so many kids who label themselves as bi and that's who they are and people always question it it's something that people people always think they're doing it for attention or it's just a phase or it's just a stepping stone to gay and i think it's so incredibly important that bi kids see themselves represented truthfully on screen this one is for you yuli i need to know because obviously not only are you playing a character who is toasted you also have to go to a place to be like all right and i'm i'm putting myself there like you you feel this episode and like i feel like i'm somebody on the boat right now you have to go to a place where you're like okay what is the wildest way i can kind of ramble through this confession and bear my heart and soul not only apologize to my sister but you see somebody that you have a crush on kind of in the crowd you see your dad who clearly has his own way of talking through life's important moments and your mom, who is quite a wild one too. So how do you get to a place as an actor to take on a moment that is so loaded? Yeah. Wow. Um, That's a good question. (laughs) 
I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, the script does most of the work for me, to be honest. But there was something so palpable about just being in front of all of those people while I was doing it that adds this, like, level of, like, just natural anxiety of just like like just performing in front of in front of this crowd of of people that I have no idea who any of them are I mean I I just had so much fun exploring the whole the whole toast from like right when I got the first draft of the script and just going through it and marking it up and and it's it's just it's so intense and it's so cringy and it's so like <laughs> heartbreaking and vulnerable and it's so beautiful but it's so like it was a funny thing because, like, to me, thinking as Nathan, I was like, God, this is so heartbreaking and brutal and it's so sad and emotional. And it's, like, a really funny moment in the show also, though, that, like, I, I didn't really, like, think about it that much. But when we, like, when I saw it, it was just like, oh, that's actually really funny. That's a really funny situation. But it is, it's crushing. <laughs> it's really crushing. <laughs> It's very funny for, like, uh, two different types of people watching this show will either think it's really funny or really heartbreaking. And that is, you know, that the cisgendered middle America, straight people who are watching will be like, oh, this is just so f- darn funny. And then right. everyone else who identifies as, as queer or as a part of the community is just like, oh, my God, I cannot believe he's having to do this right now. But Yuli, what... What was it like for you stepping into this role? Do you find yourself identifying with Nathan a lot as you're going about this entire experience? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's it's a weird thing because like in terms of like family dynamics, like me and Nathan could not be more different. I mean, my my family is very lower class and very like very left-leaning, like super super accepting like you know, I never even, I, ne- I never had any kind of like big coming out really. It was just kind of like this understood thing that never really needed to be talked about. But I think Nathan is just, is just struggling so hard to figure out who he is outside of his family dynamic and outside of all of these societal expectations and pressures. And I, f- I feel that completely i mean i still feel like i have no idea who the fuck i am you know (laughs) so it's like totally and and yeah so i absolutely relate to him in terms of his i think like emotional state of being a lot of the times i also am very neurotic and very anxious and tend to ramble quite a bit but yeah it's been fun to kind of throw myself into this world that i really never got to explore or be a part of and i think a big part of the character you play is his relationship to his sister, of course, Naomi, who's played by uh, Chloe East. And while there's so much life in that dynamic and, and there's so much fun to it and you, f- you can feel their closeness, there's also a lot of conflict. And I'd love to play a clip that showcases that. I'm just curious what leg you have to stand on after you sucked my boyfriend's dick. I'm sorry, okay? I, I told you that I, I didn't even get my mouth on it. You just walk through life thinking you could do fucked up things and say you're sorry and everything will be fine. But that was a really shitty thing you did. Like, I really fucking liked him. So, like, why would you do that? Look, I, I know that I can't say I'm sorry, but, like, I genuinely feel like shit about it, okay? And, 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 like, mom says, hurt people hurt people, you know? Are you high? 
I think the matching outfits really brings out the scene. It, <laughs> it ties it everything together. But Yuli, I would love if you could tell us about what it was like to portray such a unique family dynamic and, and how you worked with Chloe, who again plays Naomi, to make it feel so real. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting thing to me because, again, the family dynamic, just in general, but also so, like, it's so specific having a twin sister. And me, me and my sister are, she's much older than I am. And so I never had that kind of, like, extremely close-knit kind of, like, sibling rivalry relationship. But, I mean, Chloe just made it so easy. I mean, she's just, she's incredible. She's incredible to work with. Like, whenever we get into a scene, she just, like, she she just tried so many different things in such a variety. And it's, I, I feel like she just made it really, really easy. And also the writing, obviously. But it was interesting. I watched a lot of interviews with twins before we shot the pilot. And it was it was always so interesting to me, to like, just how in sync they were about everything. Like, about every little detail without ever having to, like, talk about it or any, like, it's just so, so tight-knit. And And... Something that was always always really interesting to me about that dynamic is that you don't have your own identity really separate from your twin, you know? Like, you are just constantly seen as a pair. And I feel like that just really adds to Nathan's struggle to find out, you know, who he really is outside of his family. Yeah, absolutely. Also... Yeah, it's just interesting, definitely adding on to what Yuli said. I think twins are often treated like a unit, like, not individual people they're treated as like a unit in that sense which is kind of interesting and I definitely think Chloe and Yuli do such a good job of like bringing that out with Nathan and Naomi and how they're so close and they're kind of treated like they're always together like they're joint almost but then they also fight so much and kind of that closeness can be so tricky because when you spend all your time with someone eventually they're going to do something that will really annoy you I think that's a pretty general sibling dynamic also not just necessarily twins but yeah I have a younger brother and like living with him sharing a bathroom with him definitely like we're super close but we also fight a lot they totally take it to the next level by sharing a uh, love or like <laughs> interest if you they share everything plus uh, the same type I guess <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Whenever I've dated guys, my brother always jokes. This has never happened, but my brother always jokes. He's like, what if I stole him from you? And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> don't. We'll have to find you both a boat to fight it out. Exactly. One yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of you's jumping. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about episode three of the HBO Max series Generation, and we're going to get into a lot more after a quick break. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are talking to Generation creator Zelda Barnes and Yuli Schlesinger, who stars as Nathan. So in this episode, things are definitely budding between Nathan and Chester, to say the least. There's been a lot of pining leading up to this episode, and... Nathan is checking out Chester pretty much for the whole time. And then Chester obviously dramatically saves him at the end, you know, with that beautiful underwater scene. You can kind of see Nathan's like slight smirk as it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I clocked that. But in the same episode, Nathan 
also shares a pretty intimate moment with Ariana while shotgunning the joint. This is a question both for you, Yuli, and Zelda. What did you want to show through Nathan navigating these different feelings and crushes and, and moments? Yeah, there's there's a lot. I think it's there's so much when you're in high school. There are so many people who you kind of think about like and so many people you have tension with and you kind of wonder if there's anything there. And something that we really wanted to show with this show specifically to, that I think we kind of do with Nathan and Chester is like I had so many crushes in high school that like nothing ever happened with. Like I had so, I had two in particular, two people who I like really really liked a lot and just nothing ever happened. And that happens so often when you're a teenager, and I think that like I don't know, it's so interesting to me how shows always kind of have a gradual like friends to relationship kind of storyline a lot of the time, and even if one person is initially not interested, and I don't know, I think that in high school it's it's so common for you to like someone and them to not quite feel the same way. So, we definitely kind of wanted to show that with Nathan and Chester a little bit in their dynamic that Nathan's kind of pining after him and might never necessarily get to like have that moment with him. But also Ariana, Ariana says a little bit, kind of implies that she's had a thing for Nathan for a while that she always thought he was cute and it's just kind of this sweet moment but also Ariana is Naomi's best friend so that's kind of another like twin like future drama moment Mm -hmm. yeah so it's all just very complicated but also I think Nathan's kind of in this mindset where he's just like I want to kind of like let myself have this because I like Chester's not really giving me anything here and also like Naomi's mad at me right or about to be mad at me so (laughs) it's just yeah I think it's interesting he he likes her and he just doesn't think about it he just kind of goes for it and I think that that's also very real for teenagers I know so many kids who got into relationships so quickly in high school without really knowing that person just because they like wanted to feel like somebody liked them and I think that's also kind of what's happening a little bit here is they both just want to feel like someone is interested in them and likes them and I think that they're just kind of acting on that. Yeah, I think Nathan's just just looking for love. <laughs> he just really wants to be just really wants to be like loved and cared about unconditionally. I, th- I feel like that's like his like ultimate mode is just like just he's such a little romantic. I feel like, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's such a sweet moment when they're just shotgunning and talking, and I, I feel like he just feels kind of like seen and heard for even just like a small brief moment. And it's such a high school thing of just like. You're smoking with your friend and like there's just yeah. like a little bit of lingering something there and, and then they both go for it. And it's so it's so <laughs> sweet. It's such a cute moment. The portrayals of friendship in this episode were very sweet. Aside from the lovey-dovey, we still can't just deviate from all the the really fun friend moments, such as, you know, like Greta and Riley and Chester getting high together at the aquarium, which looked like so much fun. (laughs) I would have killed to do that in high school. My parents would have never let me do that. Um, But, you know, like that and riding around in the convertible and taking pictures of each other. So, Yuli, did you all form like real true friendships being on set and shooting together and um like how how did you all get to know each other aside from just filming yeah i mean that's honestly been one of the best parts about shooting this is just that like the whole cast just feels like one big family Every, everyone's so amazing and so sweet and so talented and it's just been such a a gift and a joy to like get to know all of these incredible, incredible people and watch them work and, you know, just get to know them on a, on a personal level. So yeah, of course. Yeah. We'd get, we'd, we'd, we'd get together and hang out and talk and, you know, do whatever you do. 
uh, whatever you can do in <laughs> COVID times. In a, yeah, in a, in a pandemic. That's the thing is, is you and Zelda, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's kind of like the only people that you really, it's, it's got to be nice to be able to actually see these people. And because they're the only people that you're seeing, I'm sure you've also formed friendships with the cast. Absolutely. Yeah, they're all so amazing. They're all so talented and smart and fun and thoughtful about their characters and just such great people. It's yeah, I honestly love the cast so much. This is like our dream cast. It's like everything we envisioned. Yeah, we really really (laughs) love them. They're so great. It does seem like a, a click within a click within a click of a, uh, you know, like not only does it exist, you know, in this incredible show that makes me want to go right back to high school. Seriously. There is a future mall birth narrative. <laughs> yes. That comes at the beginning of each episode. And every single episode it gets a little bit more and more intense. Zelda, I want to, I need to know. <laughs> well, um, the kind of, it's, well, the kind of like mall birth, like some of the big moments are coming sooner than you think, first of all. Second of all, honestly, what what I think we kind of wanted to do with this mall birth, the reason we kind of made this such a big part of our show, such a like big opener at the beginning of every episode. And then each episode on the timeline, you know, you get a little bit closer to that mall birth happening. Generally, I think the way teenage sexuality is talked about, the worst thing that can happen is teen pregnancy. I think a lot of there's this huge stigma around teen pregnancy and just it's it's so interesting the way that we all talk about teen sexuality and how irresponsible teenagers will just get pregnant. And it's it's such a big thing. And I think a lot of teen shows have like a pregnancy storyline. And so what we wanted to do was just start our show there. We were thinking like, what's the most taboo thing that can possibly come from like teenagers being open and honest about their sexualities and just having sex and not making it a taboo thing. And so we wanted to just start with like worst case scenario, somebody gets pregnant. And then we wanted to kind of go from there and see how that evolved. And yeah, how how we got to that place of somebody giving birth in a mall bathroom without knowing that she was pregnant. So we kind of, yeah, we we started there and then we're kind of leading up to it with each episode. Well, I'm on the edge of my seat and also <laughs> a blanket just waiting to see how that all plays out. But yeah, this one is for you, Yuli. I would love to know because Nathan is such a complex character and has so many nuances to him that are, you know, not even just about identity. I think it's also just about coming of age and and coming into your own as a human being and how you connect with other people and make friends and, and, you know, how you carry yourself and your own confidence. I think we saw that in the party scenes and in the lockdown scene as well, um, that he's figuring out a lot just at like how he shows up. And I want to know what you've learned about yourself by playing a character like Nathan. Wow. What I've learned about myself. <laughs> I feel like I, that's, that's, I try and avoid thinking about that. I feel like most of what I've learned throughout this whole process is mostly as, as an actor and creator, you know? I, I feel like I've, I've never gotten to live with a character this long or a project this long, and especially not something that's so special to me and so important to me. And then I feel like I've kind of gotten the opportunity to to be a little freer and and put less expectation on myself, which I guess could kind of honestly relate back to Nathan's journey a little bit because he's kind of trying to do the same thing, I think. 
Well, not to be all um, back in my day, like I'm a hundred years old, uh, <laughs> but but growing up, I dealt with a lot of people, even within the community, and I say that again with air quotes, that actively kind of invalidated bisexuality. Like you were saying, Zelda, it's a stepping stone to something else, or you're confused, or one day you'll kind of figure figure it out. And whether that invalidation came consciously, subconsciously, it still was there. There was a feeling that it was there. But I can see this behavior kind of shifting from invalidation to almost a celebration. Like, you know, you can be a lot more fluid. You can really approach love and, and your own identity on your own terms. And I do think that Generation is a great example of this. And so many of the characters really embody this message. This is a question both for you, Yulia, and, and Zelda. How do you think people are viewing or thinking about or talking about bisexuality today? That's a really good question. I think something with this show that we wanted to touch on is like, how do we bridge that gap and how do we facilitate conversations about bisexuality and fluidity with these different different generations who have such different perspectives on bisexuality? And I think today it has changed a lot. I think generally people are very open and also open to experimenting. I've, I've known a lot of people who question their sexualities and then are straight or are gay or are bi. And it's just interesting to me how people are more open to the concept of questioning too and how you can spend time questioning and then realize you're straight. Right. Just because you question does not necessarily mean that you are part of the LGBTQ community. But it's important to kind of, yeah, question those norms, question heteronormativity and, I don't know, experiment and doesn't have to mean anything. I think that's just something really interesting that a lot of younger people are more open to now. Yeah, I feel like the conversation is so much more open now just by nature of the of Gen Z and just being so much more open to talking about these things. And with the rise of social media, it's just, it's so much more accessible now to be able to have these conversations and talk to people, you know, who who are in your community, but not necessarily geographically in your community, which I feel like is so, so unbelievably helpful to so many people. Absolutely, Yeah. And when it, when it comes to the generational gap and divide between the understanding of this, I firmly believe that sometimes the universe just has its ways of teaching lessons. And sometimes that is giving you a child that is going to teach you that lesson, whether you like it or not. And 100%. You know, I, I, I just love that. Stunning. Well, thank you so much, Zelda and Yuli, for being here, for chatting with us, and for all of your many words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So nice to talk to you both. Yuli, so nice to meet you. Zelda, a pleasure as always. We will be here every single week breaking down each and every episode with the show's creators, writers, and stars. And I cannot wait to get further into it. Generation the Podcast is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio, hosted by us, Gigi Good and Wembley Sewell. The podcast is produced and written by Phoebe Unter, written and researched by Sierra Kaiser, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. It's executive produced by Ethan Fixell. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed Generation the Podcast, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, be sure to watch the series itself on HBO Max. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.